the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to answer prayer, but we need to know how to pray. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Just a moment, the people are going to be coming in, and I have a sermon for everybody that's coming in and worshiping, but I also have something for you. The message is how God answers prayer. Friend, this is going to be very unique. Pay strict attention. God wants to answer your prayer, and He's going to tell you how through the Word. I'm only going to share what He has already told us. God wants to answer prayer. You're His child. He loves you. Come to the Lord. Come boldly to the throne of grace. There's blessing. There's healing. There's forgiveness. There's victory. Let's go into the sanctuary. Hear this message, How God Answers Prayer. Praying in the name of Jesus. How the, when we pray in His name, as I said earlier in the service, we bring everything we know and experienced about Jesus. Now, if we only know a little bit about Him, we can only be bringing a little bit to the throne of God. And our prayer will be somewhat shallow. But if we know Him as Lord and Savior, one born of the Virgin... And we have experienced that virgin born again birth ourselves. And we know of his baptism in Jordan, heaven's opening, how he overcame the devil in the wilderness, uh, how he taught and performed miracles, uh, how he was crucified taking our sins, how he was buried and rose from the dead, how he ascended to heaven with the promise that he's coming again. Now, when you pray in the name of Jesus, all of that comes together. It's just like if you heard anybody's name. Jack Morris. Oh, I know. He's married. He has two children. Oh, yeah, he's the pastor over here. All of the information that you know about me flashes through your mind just at the mention of my name. Well, the name of Jesus is that holy name that is above every name. And I don't have all of that information in my mind. And and I, I go through it all when I kneel to pray. But That information has been experienced in my heart and it's offered up to God when I say, in the name of Jesus. Friend, God wants to answer prayer, but we need to know how to pray His way. And when we pray the Bible way, which is so easy, the miracle happens. God begins to work in our lives. The Lord has been impressing upon me that He wants to answer your prayers that there's too many prayers that are prayed and haven't been answered yet. And we're going to find out today from the Word of God perhaps why some of these prayers haven't been answered and have been put on delay. But God's doing great things. And when God knows this about us, telling us He wants to answer our prayers, then we need to pray His way and receive those answers and have those miracles performed in our lives. Now notice in Luke chapter 18 
Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Always pray and not give up. Now, a parable is just a short story, an illustration to make a point. And Jesus is trying to make a point in your life and in my Christian life. He's trying to make a point. And that point is, I love you and I want to answer your prayers. That's the point he's trying to make. The disciples were having a little bit of difficulty with that. We're having a little bit of difficulty with it. But we're going to follow the simple plan of God. No sermon is going to go over your head. God's word will not return void. The portion that you need, whether you're young or old, that portion, the Holy Spirit will surely make certain that you hear it and receive it and it's planted in your heart. You may not hear the whole sermon, get the whole truth, but the portion that is for you, the Holy Spirit will make sure you get it. And it's not up to me, it's not my responsibility for you to get it. It's his responsibility and your responsibility to be open to receive what he's bringing in. Friend, God's bringing something to you today. He's been bringing something and great and mighty things are about to happen. I'm, I'm expecting, I have expectation, a parable. Now, there's two things in this parable we're learning. We're learning that Prayer must be persistent, and we must be patient in our praying. That's the thrust of this parable, this story, this illustration. Patience and perseverance prevails. Okay, we can stand for the benediction now. (laughs) If you get that you will have received a wealth of truth and a whole new change in your prayer life. Perseverance and patience. Then you will prevail in your prayer life. There are three principles. A widow, a villain, and an unjust judge. Now Jesus tells the story. The widow... Uh, widows 2,000 years ago had nothing, absolutely nothing. The, a, a woman widow uh, 2,000 years ago, almost like property owned by her husband, chattel. She couldn't have property in her name, finances in her name, owned nothing, not even her own children. The father had the word. He made the decision. Listen, if anybody ought to be a Christian, ladies, you have been elevated and put on a pedestal by the Lord himself. Amen. You ladies, you ladies, I'm talking about you ladies, what God has done for you. Well, this lady, this woman, this widow, alone in the world, no family. She didn't have a son. Now, if she had a son, when the husband died, the property would go to the son, bypass the woman altogether. I mean, she was without, so were orphans. Orphans and widows in biblical times were without. But she didn't have a son. She didn't have any family. And there was a villain, an adversary, who, I don't know whether he was, what he was doing. It doesn't say what he was doing. Maybe he was stealing from her. Uh, He was threatening her. But uh, 
It, it was a very difficult and dangerous situation. She had absolutely no one to turn to but this judge in this little town. And what a judge he was. You talk about a crooked judge. This guy was a crook, uh, if there ever was one. He didn't fear God, meaning he didn't believe in God. He didn't believe in an afterlife. He believed he could do anything and there would be no accountability in this life or in the life to come. He didn't fear man. He, he did not respect people at all. He had no use for people at all. And, but this lady had nowhere to go, no one to turn to. So she turns to this judge. She was in his face all the time. When he was walking to work, she walked with him. While at work, she was stayed right there with him. When he walked home, she walked home with him. When he went to the racetrack, she went to the racetrack. <laughs> in other words, she was in his face day and night. Now, God's trying to tell us something about prayer. You've got to get to the throne of grace and get in the face of God. This is an illustration in contrast. God is not like the unjust judge. God is just the absolute different from the unjust judge. But Jesus is saying, you've got to get to the throne of grace. You've got to get in God's face and you've got to stay there. Now, if you have asked God to bless you, your household, your ministry, and nothing seems to be happening, I can almost guarantee that some of us have already given up and we stopped praying that prayer. And the Lord now comes along with this illustration to tell us, listen to what he says, that we should always pray and not give up. Say those words, always pray, always pray. and not give up. Now, some of you have given up, but today, pick it up again. Pick it up again, that request, and go to God with it in prayer and in believing. Men ought always to pray. Now, this widow had two assets. She had perseverance, and she had patience. She was going to wait that judge out, and she did, and the victory came. Now, most of us are short on patience. Anybody with lots of patience, would you raise your hand and tell me how you got it? Oh, I want to hand it up back there. Shame on you. <laughs> you know, I don't even like the word patience. It, it doesn't conjure up anything exciting to me. I, I don't want to be patient. You know, we, we always want it yesterday, don't we? We always want it yesterday. There, there was a, a little girl... Uh, she had a piggy bank, and her little piggy bank was almost filled with money. Now, she was to that age that the dad and the mother felt that she would now profit by a lesson in how to value money. And uh, so they sat her down, and they talked to her. They said, now, as soon as the bank is full, you take the money out of the bank, your piggy bank, and you take it down to the commercial bank, and you put it in a savings account there, and it will earn interest, and you will get some free money back. There'll be more money than what you put in. Well, she was happy about that. That sounded good. Sounds good to anybody, doesn't it? So the bank was filled with money, and uh, she now takes the money out. She's, they lived in a little town. Uh, the bank was just right down the street. Everybody knew everyone. And so she's walking down the street with this piggy bank of money, 
the dad calls the dad calls the banker everybody knew the banker and uh, told him that his daughter was coming with the money to put it in the savings account and when she he put it in the savings account that he and his wife would be in later and they would sign the papers so the little girl goes in with her money and of all people to wait on her it was the president of the bank himself and she was delighted and she knew him and so she gives the money and he gives her a receipt and then she just stands there and looks at him and he said uh, is there something else I can do for you she says I'm waiting on my interest <laughs> we want it now don't we we don't want to wait on it. <laughs> do, you, do you know that babies are born impatient? <laughs> babies don't have patience. Now remember, you were a baby one time yourself. Now when that baby wakes up in the middle of the night and wants fed or needs changed, that baby doesn't think, well, look, mother and dad worked hard all day today. <laughs> They're sound asleep and they need their rest. And I can wait to a more convenient time. Is that the attitude of that baby? No, that baby's going to squall and cry. That baby wants attention now. Even before now, that baby wanted attention. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. Friend, you and I will be making some big decisions this year. Let's learn how to make the right decision. A wrong decision can be, well, it can be devastating and painful. Next Sunday, January the 19th, I will bring a message that will help you make right decisions. A message that will show you how to surrender your decision-making to God. Stop making your decisions based on chance. Learn to make your decisions based on the will of God and live an abundant life of joy. That's next Sunday at the Largo Community Church. 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. The healing word for right decision making. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Years ago, when we were looking for land upon which this church is built, I went up and down Enterprise Road, uh, Central Avenue. I felt it had to be in this area. Central Avenue, Enterprise Road. I walked across more pieces of property, prayed and claimed it in the name of the Lord, only for that property not to perk, and we didn't get it. It was, it was disheartening there for a while. I mean, it went on and on, looking at property, claiming the property, believing it was the property. Give us this property, Lord. No. God kept saying no. We never got it. Two times somebody brought me to this piece of property and said, this is for sale. I said, I don't want that piece of property. We're way out in the podunks here. There's nothing here, no houses. This is real country. We're we're here to serve people. I don't want this piece of property. And so I turned it down, only to go out and, and spend hours, days, months, five years we were in the school. Five years. I had a little trailer on the back of my car, had songbooks, Sound system, pulpit, um, I don't know what else we had in there. I would back it in my garage after church, 
Now on Sunday, I'd hook onto it, take it down to the school. The ushers would come out. I'd open the doors. They'd unload it. We'd set up chairs only to tear it all down again after service. Friend, and here's people up here begging for somebody to help with a picnic one time a year. We had to do that one time every week for five years. You talk about persistence and patience. God answered our prayers and gave us persistence and patience. Finally, somebody brought me back up to this property and I waited on the Lord. And the Lord says, that's the property. We could have had it a lot sooner if I had just been listening to God more earnestly, more patiently. Friend, God answers prayer. Remember turning to your neighbor just a moment ago? How God answers prayer. Sometimes the prayer is no because he has something better. He had this piece of property. This is the best piece. We looked at other pieces of property. This was the best piece. And oh, I'm so thankful we didn't get all of that. I remember reading about a young man who was so in love with a girl at his high school. This happened in Upper New York, as I can remember. He was so in love with her. They both were members of the youth group at the church. And he wanted to marry her. He prayed, God, give me Mary or Judy. I don't remember her name. But he prayed and prayed that God would. She married somebody else. Twenty years later, they had a school reunion. And they were in the auditorium. The gymnasium, that's where they were. They were in the gymnasium, and the people were streaming in, streaming in. And this fella looked up, and he saw that girl that he so desperately wanted. And when he saw her, he said, thank God somebody else married her. <laughs> Listen, when God says no, he always has something better. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, are you praying for me this morning? okay when the condition is not right God will say no number two in your outline when the time is not right God will say slow when the time is not right God will say slow now God is not an instamatic prayer answering machine he's not that at all It's like ordering a pizza. We want everything on it. We want it brought right to our front door, warm. That's how we want prayers. We put in our order. We're waiting for it to come. All worked out. But God doesn't work quite like ordering pizza. And and this is something else, dear friends. Get this so in your heart. God's denials, God's delays are not his denials. God's delays are not his denials. <clears throat> have, you, have you noticed how fast people drive cars? Now, I'm glad everyone here goes no more than five miles over the speed limit ever. But this, this fellow pulled up to a traffic light intersection, and the light turned green. He accelerated, and the engine stalled. Oh, the horn started blowing behind him. It was like a a concert of horns. Everybody was blowing their horn. He tried. He pumped the pedal. He did everything he could. The engine just wouldn't start. The horn kept blowing. Finally, the gentleman, and he was a gentleman, he got out of his car, and in a very gentlemanly way, he walked back to the car behind him, and he said, Sir, my engine stalled. 
I've done everything I know to do to get that engine started. Would you mind going up and seeing what you can do? And while you're up there, I'll sit in your car and blow the horn. (laughs) (laughs) What a nice man. (laughs) So God is answering prayer. But when situation isn't right, he's going to ask us to be patient and it's going to be a little slower than what we anticipated it to be. But God does answer prayer. Can everybody say amen? Amen. God does answer prayer. Now, when the time is not right, God says slow. But number three, when you are not right, you ready for this one? God says grow. Some of us need to do a little more spiritual growing. Now God is more interested in you than he is in answering your prayer. He's getting you ready for something beautiful and something great. But you're not ready for something beautiful and something great. You still have too much of you, too many complaints. You see too many faults. You're just not focused on the Lord. Who was it? I heard a preacher the other day. And I hardly, I rarely hear a preacher preach. Oh, I was reading a book that a preacher wrote. That, that's what it is. And he was telling about how he preaches sermons. And he said he, he almost wonders why he preaches sermons anymore. Because nothing ever changes. He said, people don't change. And uh, they, they hear But then they go right back to the same old complaining way as they were before. I don't, he he just doesn't know the Largo Community Church. I ought to invite him over here sometime and let him meet some of God's people. But when the condition, when you are not right, God's going to say, grow. When, When I was about 14 years old, I could drive a car just about, I think, maybe better than I can drive a car now. My dad taught me how to drive a car. I'm from western Pennsylvania, as you know, hilly, hill country. I wanted to learn how to drive. That's when the cars had a stick shift on the floor. And I remember I thought I was there. I thought I really knew how to do it now. And my dad pulled up on a hill, stopped the car, put the brake on, slipped over on the, the passenger side, and he said, now... You start it and drive it on this hill. That car rolled backwards. (laughs) I had to hit the brake, hit the gas, shift gears, and I had a time. Well, 14 years old, I finally learned how to do what I was supposed to do with the car. If I had gone to my dad and said, now, dad, you taught me. You know my abilities. You know that I can drive the car. I'm not 16, I can't get my driver's license, but I can drive better than any 16-year-old. How about the keys? I want to go for a drive, pick up some of my buddies. What would my dad have said? You've got to grow up some more. You're not ready. Oh, I think I am ready. But my dad says, you're not ready. The state of Pennsylvania says you're not ready. You're not ready for this. So my request has been turned down And the answer was, you've got to do some more growing. So friends, where are you today in your search for the Lord? When the condition's not right, God's going to say no. When the time is not right, God is going to say slow. When you are not right, 
God is going to say, grow. But when everything's right, God's going to say, go, go. Then the miracles happen. The answers come. Barriers tumble. Mountains are conquered. Problems disappear. Victory comes. You have an answer to prayer. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here's Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. Friend, you and I will be making some big decisions this year. Let's learn how to make the right decision. A wrong decision can be, well, it can be devastating and painful. Next Sunday, January the 19th, I will bring a message that will help you make right decisions, a message that will show you how to surrender your decision-making to God. Stop making your decisions based on chance. Learn to make your decisions based on the will of God and live an abundant life of joy. That's next Sunday at the Largo Community Church, 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. The healing word for right decision-making. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.